Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, your name is to be hallowed. Hallow your name this morning. We thank you, Father, that we can come before your presence like this, behold your face, experience your glory, receive your touch, have an encounter with you, an encounter that will transform our lives. And this morning, your word is about to come forth. We ask in the name of Jesus for the help of your spirit to prepare us to receive that word. May we be blessed today because we came into your house. And for everybody listening this morning, let us all receive a supernatural touch in Jesus' mighty name. And let everybody say, Amen. Amen. Give Jesus a mighty hand clap. And you may be seated. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to Romans chapter 12. Hello? Hello? 
Romans chapter 12 and verse number 2 from the New Living Translation. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. It's up on your screen. And I want us to read together. Let's take it. Ready? Go. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a very important statement in there. It says that, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. By changing the way you think. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to understand that God wants to transform us into a better version of ourselves. God's intention is to change us, is to transform us into better versions of ourselves. There is a better version of you. I said again, I said there is a better version of you. Lift up your right hand. Say there is a better version of me. Oh God, change me into that version. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Now ask your neighbor. Say, neighbor, which version of me do you like? The old version or the new version? Then answer the person, tell the person, it depends. Why does it depend? Because sometimes the new version of you is worse than the former. So it actually depends. The other day, a sister was complaining to me about somebody who was giving her problems. Somebody was frustrating her. And she made a statement and said, if she thinks I'm a soft person, then she should think again. And she should go and ask. Because I'm not soft at all. Now when she said that, I laughed in my head. And I asked myself, that. so which version is she referring to? Is it the old version or the improved version? All of us have versions. Some versions of us are not good. But I pray that as we stay under the influence of the word of God and of the spirit of God, God will transform us into better versions of ourselves. Can I hear your loudest amen? Amen. Can I hear another loud amen? Amen. How is this going to happen? God is going to work this out through the Holy Spirit. And he's going to do so by changing the way we think. By changing the way we think. And the effect of changing the way we think is that it will transform our attitudes. I've been sharing with you on the subject developing good attitudes. This is part four, I suppose. And I've explained to you that an attitude is a, a feeling 
or a way of thinking that influences your behavior your manner or your position so there's a certain way you think that affects your behavior which means that if if your way of thinking is correct your behavior or your attitude is likely to be better may God change our attitudes by changing the way we think amen I have a submission to make this morning. You may agree or disagree. But it's not a problem. Because I have the right to think what I think. And it's one of the liberties I have under the human rights constitution. So you may not agree, but we don't have to split hairs over it. I don't know why people get angry when you don't agree with them on something. I, I, I don't get it. I don't have to agree with what you think, but that doesn't make you my enemy. And that doesn't mean that we should take up arms against each other. Anyway, back to my submission. I honestly think that if Africa and Ghana for that matter is going to really do well and begin to progress and advance what is going to require is a change of attitude. That's what I think. You see, the problem of our nation is not because we are under a curse. It is not because of the color of our skin. It is not because of lack of knowledge. It is not because of our environment. It is not because of education. But I'm submitting to you today that the thrust of our problem is an attitudinal thing. Let me paint a picture for you. I want you to think about two communities in Ghana. Both communities are mining communities. And they are in the same region. They do both legal mining. And then there's also illegal mining. Popularly referred to as what? Galamse. Galamse. Alright. Now, in one of the one of the communities, there are rivers. And their water bodies, when you see them, they are brown. Very cloudy. Very murky. With what we call high turbidity. Now, that term, turbidity, describes the quality or the clearness of the water. So when it is very clear, we say it has very good turbidity. According to the World Health Organization, water that is safe to drink must have a turbidity of less than five. 
it's called something something. I've forgotten the unit, but five. That's the level. The ideal is less than one. But so the unit is NTU. So it must be less than five NTU. The ideal is it must be lower than one NTU. In fact, 0.5 NTU. It must be lower than that if it is very, very clean. And if it's very, very safe. There are water bodies in Ghana that have a turbidity of more than 3,000. Oh, yeah. They have more than 3,000 NTU. That's how bad it is. So in one of the communities, that is how the water bodies are. Then you go to another community. You check the river, their main source of water. And they check the other water bodies. You see that the water is very clear. You can see your reflection in it. And very clean. Remember that I'm talking about two mining communities. Not far apart from each other. Both have legal and illegal mining taking place there. But in one of the communities, they've destroyed the water body. In another of the communities, the water is still good to drink. What's the difference? Why is it like that? I'll tell you why. It's attitude. Because in one of the communities, the one that the water is clean and safe to drink, the chief of the community has decided that I cannot stop mining from taking place here. But I will make sure that even though the mining is taking place, they don't destroy our water bodies because they are a source of life. For myself, for my community, and for generations to come. I can't stop the mining. It actually provides a source of income for my citizens. But one of the things I will make sure doesn't happen is that no matter what documents they have and who comes with them, they cannot mine anywhere near our water bodies. But in the other community, where the water bodies are destroyed, the chief says, is the money we are looking for. And if there's gold close to the water bodies, they can go ahead and mine. After all, I'll get my share. I'm not really bothered about what happens to the water body. So you see that the difference between the two chiefs and the two communities is an attitude problem. Hallelujah. Amen. And so I'm emphasizing to you again that the problem of our nation of my beloved country, Ghana is primarily an attitude now thing. It's not, yes, in a certain sense it has a lot to do with the leadership. And I guess that any leader who will be successful in transforming this country has a very difficult task of having to change the attitudes. And so all of us have a part to play. And all of us have a role to play. And let's stop insulting our leaders. 
Because we are all found guilty in one way or the other. Why do I say so? Because in your house, who should make sure that the house is clean? The president of Ghana. Who should make sure that things are in order in your house? The NCE. It's your responsibility. And so the people in the community. Like this community that this church operates. It is our responsibility. To change the community. To make sure that the roads are down. To make sure that there is water flowing in the community. If we sit here. And we are waiting for the government to come and change this community. We will wait till Armageddon. It is not likely to happen. And we have to rise up and begin to do what we can do for ourselves. Because if we pull together and we link our resources together, there is so much that can change in our communities. From round about the middle of the junction of that road, all the way to the front, here, you will notice that it is different from the rest of the road. How did it happen? Because the church did it. The church did it. And we had a responsibility to do it. And as your leader, I had to make sure that it was done. Otherwise, it will be difficult for you to drive to church. I don't want you to get stuck in the road. Then after service, I got to roll up my trousers. And go push your car out of the gym. So I had to do that. If by the grace of God we have the means, we will continue to do what we can. But amazingly, on the day that I organized this, I was standing in front of the house when a certain man drove by in his car. He stopped at a point. And then he said to me, I am praying for you that God will give you more money so that you will do the rest of the roads. Yes. I insulted him in my head. I thought that he would say that, oh, you guys have done well. How can I help? Because if you have a car, you should be able to contribute towards the fixing of the road. But he said to me, I am praying for you so that you will get a lot of money. I received the money in Jesus' name. But I'm still insulting him in my head. But it was a very bad statement to me. You see, the essence of what I'm saying to you, my dear is that a lot of our problems in life it has to do with attitudes. It is not your grandmother in the village. It is not any curse that anybody has placed on you. It is not because of lack of education. If you check the leaders we've had in our country, many of them are highly educated. They went to some of the most prestigious schools in the world. They lived in some of the most developed communities of the world. But we don't see that reflecting in their style of leadership. And that's why I'm saying to you that our attitudes will have to change. And it is not rocket science. It can change. 
But I want to ask all of us that let's start it in our own small way. In our homes, in our communities. Make sure your home is clean. If you have a gutter in front of your house, make sure that it is clean. Because if you clean your gutter and your neighbor cleans his gutter and the next one cleans the gutter, the gutter will never choke and will not have a flooding. I say to you again, it depends on our attitudes. May God help our attitudes to be changed and transformed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we've been looking at good attitudes to develop. And we've looked at a number of them. The first one, we must develop an attitude of diligence and hard work. Number two, we must develop an attitude of speaking well. Number three, we must develop an attitude of thinking positively. I can't run through what I've already done. But the messages are available. You can search for my podcast. And there are a lot of messages there. Including this one on this series. And I want you to get it. And listen to it over and over and over again. Because it will do you a world of good. Now today I want to move on to the fourth attitude that we must develop. We must develop an attitude of being faithful with what is another person's. We must develop an attitude of being faithful with what is another person's. Develop an attitude of being faithful with what is another person. Turn with me to Luke chapter 16, verse 12. New Living Translation. New Living Translation. Luke 16, verse 12. It says, and if you are not faithful with other people's things. Why should you be trusted with things of your own? Hallelujah. Amen. You know, whenever somebody employs you, that you should work for him or her. You are essentially dealing with something that is another person's. Or when somebody entrusts something to you, you are dealing with something that is another person's. And so, if you've been employed to handle a provision shop, or somebody employs you in his barbering shop or a hairdressing salon or a fashion business and auto mechanic shop somebody has employed you to teach in her school what you are dealing with is you're dealing with something that is another person. Or if somebody buys a car and gives it to you to operate as a hail taxi service like Uber or Bolt or Yango so somebody has bought the car and has employed you as the driver. What we are essentially looking at is you are dealing with something that is another person. Or somebody has a bus. 
and he employs you as the bus driver. Or the person has an aboboya. And you're supposed to operate it. You are dealing with something that is another person. Or you rent somebody's house. Or you rent somebody's building. You are dealing with something that is another person. And today, I am saying to you that one of the good attitudes to develop if you're going to progress and advance in life is you must learn to be faithful with anything that is another person. Why am I saying this? Because there's a bad attitude that you see with many people. Which is an attitude of the thing is not for my father. It is not for my mother. I can't kill myself. You can't kill your what? Your chef. Over this thing. Yeah. So bad it is. That if you work in an institution and you are doing extra and you are working hard, some of your work colleagues will take you on and they will say to you, hey, this is the take go world cup. Why? It be your And so we see an attitude. An attitude towards what is another person. And what we fail to see is what this scripture is revealing to us. That if you are not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? It's a principle. And what it means, ladies and gentlemen, is that if you don't learn to treat other people's stuff well, you may never get anything of your own. Or even if you get it, what you did to somebody else, it will be done to you big time. And it's not a case. It's a principle of sowing. That's all there is to it. And that is why when anything is entrusted to you, handle it as though it is yours. Treat it as though it belongs to you. If somebody gives you a job, put yourself into it. Don't tell yourself that he doesn't pay me well. So I won't work well. So what happens at the end of the day is workers pretend to be working and the employers are pretending to be paying them. It's called one-one draw. (laughs) But even if the pay is not good, the Bible says that everything that you do, do it as unto there. And you must never forget that promotion does not come from the east. Nor from the west. Nor from the south. It comes from God. Who lifts up one and he sets down Your lifting up and elevation in life it will not come from any man. It comes from God. And God rewards faithfulness. I pray for you today that you develop that attitude of handling well that which belongs to another man. Because in so doing, your promotion will come. Put your hands together. That is why if you are living in somebody's house, treat it well. When the roof is leaking, fix it. Yeah. When the walls are dirty, paint them. 
When it's time for you to leave that house, and that time will come, I prophesy into your life that you will not be a tenant forever. Amen. By the grace of God, you will live in your own house. Amen. By the grace of God, you will build your own house. Amen. One day, somebody will also call you if you will. Amen. Receive it. I receive it. But that thing will happen. When you learn to treat well that which is another. And when it's time for you to leave that house, make sure that everything is fixed well. Make sure that everything is fixed well before you leave the place. It's, it's, it's an unspoken thing. But if you are faithful with that which is another person, that is when you'll be blessed with that which is another Number five. Our time is up. <laughs> Number five, develop an attitude of being faithful with little things. Develop an attitude of being faithful with little things. So the fourth one had to do with being faithful with that which is another person. But this one is about being faithful with little things. Like what? A little money. A little. What's that? The word is things. It is not things. Aha, you've corrected it now. Okay, thank you very much. Little things. Uh, sorry. Little things like what? A little money. A little job. A little responsibility. A little gift. Being faithful with it. They may be little. They may not look much. But there's an attitude of faithfulness that you must handle those little things with. Why? Luke 16 verse 10. If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. Is it very clear? Job 8 verse 7. And though you started with little, you will end with much. You started with little. But you will end with much. This is a prophecy. But you must understand that what will make such a prophecy come to pass is your faithfulness with the little things. That is what will lead to your promotion to have large things. When you see a big business, you may discover that it didn't start big. It started little. There are big supermarkets. Ghanaian owned. When you go into the story of the owner, you may hear the story of how she started selling on a tabletop. A few tins of milk. A few tins of sardine. Sometimes small gari. Sugar that has been tied in the small, small rubber. How much is that? 50 pesos. Is it one CD now? Uh, one CD. You say it's how much? One CD. It's one CD, CD now. Barco. And the sachet water is how much? 50 pesos. Cut it one CD. Wow. Anyway, 
Now, when you go into it, Auntie Ajele who has a big supermarket. Now she makes more than 5,000 Ghana cities a day. I was talking to somebody. She has a distribution set up, rice and all of these things. She says that she makes 10,000 Ghana cities at least every day. If you have a shop, I prophesy into that shop Jesus. that by the grace of God it. and by the goodness of the Lord, Jesus. may you make more than 10 times the Amen. sales that you make currently. I receive, receive it. it in the name I of receive Jesus. it. Receive it in the I name receive of it. May God make your business an attraction to the people in the community. Amen. I receive it. Let them come from all over. Amen. From the north, I call them for. Amen. I receive from the it. south, I call them Amen. for. Amen. I receive from it. From the east, I call them Amen. for. Amen. I receive it. From the west, I call them Amen. for. Amen. I receive it. May they come from far and near. Amen. To patronize it. your service. Amen. Receive it. I receive it. And may it be unto you according Amen. as you Amen. I receive it. In the mighty it. name of Jesus. Amen. But there's a key here. It's about being faithful with little things. In Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10, it says, Do not despise these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. To see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hands. Now, the story here is when Zerubbabel was given the responsibility to rebuild the temple of God. Now, the day that the work began was when Zachariah received this prophecy. And he was told, do not despise this small beginnings. A plumb line is a rope that is used to do the settings before the work begins. And so as they were doing the setting before the foundation was dug, this prophecy came that do not despise these small beginnings. So what you're looking at now, it doesn't look much. The money you have in your hand now, it doesn't look much. The responsibility that you've been given is just a little one. The gift that God has placed inside of you is just a little one. But you must understand that when you are faithful with the little, that is when you graduate into the match. But if you despise the little things that you have today, you will never be graduated or promoted into the greater And that is why sometimes people do not progress in life. And the mistake that a lot of people make is to think that when I have a lot more, then I can do more. But that's not how it plays yes, out. Because if you don't handle the little well, you will blow the match. What you need to understand about little things and the days of little beginnings those days are a rehearsal for you. It's a training program. It's a preparation phase. You are learning the things that you need for when you graduate. If you don't learn those things well in the days of the little, it will be more costly for you 
when you get into the days of the match. Because if you make your mistakes with the little things and you learn your lessons from your mistakes, when you get into the match, you are not likely to blow it. And that is how it plays out. So do not despise your small Don't just complain about how little you have. Because in the story of the talents in Matthew chapter 25, that was the problem with the one talent guy. He didn't respect what he had. And he treated it with disdain and disrespect. And he got into a lot of trouble for it. And sometimes that is our problem. You want to see a lot before you respect what you have. This church is barely one year old. But you see, for me, it's a very valuable gift. And I'm pastoring this church with all my heart. Because I respect it. And I expect the people who work with me. Whatever responsibility they have. To carry out their responsibilities with a lot of respect. But if you speak to example the technical team and the media guys it's not easy for them you see I explained to them that if we don't learn to attain excellence with whatever we are doing now or we think that it's just a little thing so we don't give it our very best God is not likely to lift us into bigger things currently we are on Facebook but it's for a private group I haven't yet made it public. And one of the main reasons why is before I go all public, I want to be sure that all the little, little things that need to be worked on have been straightened up. That's why it's just a private thing that we are doing. Because I want things to be done in a certain way. And I say to you that we are just barely one year old. But everything that we are doing under my leadership by the grace of God I want it to be done with excellence. I don't want the choir to do any biara biara singing. Biara biara it's like oh we are a young church I love you oh yeah when I was alone then no way to go when I was wandering every day every day and night every day and night cannot be every day and night we have to work on it till everybody can say every day. You cannot do every day and night. You cannot. It is not allowed. I'm talking about being faithful with little things. And this is an attitude that we must develop in everything that we are because when you are faithful with the little God will entrust you ladies and gentlemen our time is up yes, nice you oh you won't go you won't go let us pray 
Father, we thank you today for your word. Yes. Thank you for the wisdom that you have released into our lives today. I pray, Father, that what we've heard will guide us in our lives. Will guide us as we move on. Will guide us as we seek to progress and advance. I pray in the name of Jesus. May we apply these things, these lessons to our lives. So that our profiting may appear to all. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. And as every head is bowed, every eye closed. If you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I wish to pray for you. The best decision you can take for your life is to surrender your life to Jesus. That is how your progress will begin. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to give your heart to Jesus. I want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are. And if you're watching us, I want you to lift your hand up. God bless you. I see your hand. I see your hand. And I want you to pray this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, today I give you my heart. I surrender my life to you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. Please forgive me for all my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. I am saved in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.